listening to the Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. What's going on, Knicks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. I'm your host, Troy, and don't forget to hit that notification bell. So you stay updated with all of our latest episodes. Nick fans, we have so much content to discuss and so many things to hit on today. But before we get into any of the Nick's team related content, I just want to take a second to shout out the Nick's recap. So recently, we engaged in a partnership with the Nick's Spaces a new growing Knicks community on Twitter where you can find a number of Knicks content creators coming together to deliver some great and amazing Knicks-related takes. I suggest everybody to go visit at Knicks Spaces on Twitter so you can see exactly what we're talking about. It gives you some killer, stellar takes on Knicks, but also delivers some great videos, content, interviews, special guests. It's really a hub for all things Knicks. All Nick fans need to be on this. So please definitely go check that out. We're really excited to be part of this team, join this uh, group of content creators and help deliver content that matters for you guys, the Nick fans. Thanks again so much for all of your unwavering and loyal support. We really could not have done any of this without you guys. Let's turn to some Knicks-related content for this week. Now, you guys are probably not going to like what I'm going to have to say because I'm going to mention it again, and again, you're not going to like it. Donovan Mitchell. I can already hear it in the comments, quote-unquote. Troy, it's over with already. Why are you talking about that? This guy's been a Cleveland Cavalier for all these weeks. All right, chill. Chill. Okay, relax. The only reason I am speaking about Donovan Mitchell is because Donovan Mitchell is still relevant in Knicks land. Now, you may be asking yourself, how is Donovan Mitchell, a now Cleveland Cavalier, how is it that he is currently still in the Knicks news? Here's why. He just had an introduction presser in Cleveland with the Cavaliers. And the media was allowed at his presser. And, of course, the number one question that he was asked was, basically, why aren't you a Nick? The reporter said it, the media said it, and Donovan Mitchell himself said it. That when he went to sleep that weekend before the trade happened, he thought he was going to wake up a Nick. He believed he was going to be a New York Nick. And how could he not? Family, connections in New York. Dad works for the Mets, loves the Mets, loves the Knicks, wanted to be in New York. And if you guys, if you guys haven't seen the press conference with Donovan Mitchell, or even better yet, the Windhorse interview, with Donovan Mitchell. I urge you to go look at that. Donovan Mitchell looks like, do you know when you, 
apply for multiple jobs and there's one job you really, 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 really want. It's your dream job above everything else. And then all the other jobs, they're good. You like them. And if they offered you a position, you probably would go for it. You you probably would uh would go through with it. But here's the thing. Would you then praise your third or fourth position or option of a job and say it was amazing, great, I'm so happy to be here? You probably wouldn't say that. But then again, you probably wouldn't have a press conference for your job decision. But Donovan Mitchell, unfortunately, does have a press conference to deliver for his introduction. So, you know, you can't fault him for that. He was honest. He was truthful. And, you know, to an extent, you can see the sadness in his face. I saw it. I think a whole bunch of Knicks fans will see it, too. He wanted to be a New York Nick for all intensive purposes. He should be a New York Nick. He even told Brian Windhorst that he knows a little bit more than other people. And the deal for him to go to the Knicks was extremely, extremely close. If Donovan's saying it, some of the trusted beat writers that we all listen to are saying it. It has to be true. I don't want to hear this Woj hate or the Woj report isn't true. Really? Woj? The guy that we believe for everything is wrong about this thing? You really want me to sit here and educate you guys on that? Please. I'm, I don't have enough time. So please, just, just stop the Woj hate. Just stop. It's, a, it's done. It's done. It's enough already. It's enough. We heard all the reports. And now Donovan Mitchell himself confirms it he should have been a nick he wanted to be a nick and he wasn't dealt to the knicks that brings me to another report charles barkley why am i mentioning charles barkley he is a very good friend of william wesley who happens to be on the knicks front office hmm of course, Charles Barkley broke something that maybe he wasn't supposed to say. Maybe he was. Maybe he was told to say it. I don't know. But essentially, when he was interviewed, he confirmed what Mark Berman reported on our show a few weeks ago, that Utah did not deal in good faith with the Knicks for Donovan Mitchell. It was said, and I quote by Mark, they were trying to rob the Knicks blind. They were trying to rob them, plain and simple. And now, after that report comes out, we now get Charles Barkley coming in and basically confirming that over a dinner he had with William Wesley. Well, Wesley said they tried to take his wife, his kids, and his grandkids. Basically saying that they wanted everything and more for Donovan Mitchell. And if that's what you're asking for Donovan Mitchell, you're not looking to fleece a team. You're looking to destroy a team. I don't even know what the asking price would have been or could have been to get a deal done. But it would have been twice of what Cleveland's offer would have been or would have had to be 
because that's what it seems like now. And if that's not operating in bad faith, I don't really know what is. Danny Ainge is a snake. Sure, call him a fleecer. Tell me he gets all these draft picks. Tell me he does all of these things. Okay. Fine. When you operate like that in bad faith, you're a snake. Players talk. And if Donovan Mitchell feels that he was slighted in some way or promised things that didn't come true because of your ego, I promise you that's not just going to fall on Mitchell. It's going to fall on you. There's a free agent over there. Oh, and there's a free agent over there. There's a free agent right over. That's basically every single Nick fan right now, or at least every article about the Knicks wants you to believe that. Andrew Wiggins, SGA from Oklahoma City, and now added to that list. Phoenix Suns guard, Devin Booker. Wait, wait, what? That's probably what all of your reactions are right now. How the hell is Devin Booker from the Suns, a top-seeded team in the West last season, season before that, currently on the market? How is it even possible? That's a good question. Let me explain. Phoenix Suns team governor, Robert Sarver, was fined $10 million and suspended one year for his comments toward women and minority in the workplace for the Phoenix Suns. Now, we don't know if that's all that's going to happen. We don't know if it's enough. There's a lot of speculation debate going on right now in Phoenix about this punishment and the workplace environment that is created. So there's a lot of backlash on the Phoenix Suns organization. However, when that happens, it normally leads to even more rumors. And that's exactly what happened here. Steph Bondi jumped on the uh, Hoops Hype podcast. And on that podcast, he discussed uh, the potential pitfalls in Phoenix and when asked who the next big free agent the Knicks would be going after would be, he looked at Phoenix and he basically said Devin Booker. It makes sense that he said Devin Booker. If from none other points except where he played in college. He's a Kentucky boy. And the Knicks are full of Kentucky kids. So, of course, Devin Booker looks very, very, very attractive to a Knicks team that essentially has a ton of Kentucky prospects in there, Julius Randle being one of the biggest ones. So saying Devin Booker actually makes a lot of sense, and if you think about it in that respect. So I can't fault him for saying that. However, I don't know how strong... I don't know if this situation in Phoenix is going to cause a move for Devin Booker. And it's hard for me to sit here and talk to you about this because I, I love Devin Booker. I wish he could be a Nick. I think he'd be a great fit, 
especially for what we need now. But come on, guys. He has one of the best backcourts in Chris Paul with him. He's in a great situation in terms of a team. They're building, or at least trying to build. They've been, you know, top teams in the West for the last two years. It's a great situation to be in. I don't know if he'll want to leave that. And Booker gets better each and every year. Um, and his scoring is undeniable. So, yes, Devin Booker would be a great, amazing fit. And I would love to have him in a Knicks uniform. Is it possible that he is going to become a Nick? I think there's less than 1% of a chance right now that he becomes a Nick. We can monitor the Phoenix situation, and I'm sure we all will, to see how that goes. But if my two cents account for anything, I don't think Devin Booker leaves the Suns this year, next year, or the year after that. I think he's committed to that franchise, and I think they've shown their commitment to him. Hey, did you guys check out the R.J. Barrett press conference that was just released recently? Um, well, press conference, more like a night with R.J. Barrett, I think, was the advertisement for the live stream they did. It was essentially to hype up and also praise R.J. Barrett for getting his $120 million uh, contract extension with the Knicks and to ask him a few questions. Yeah. I'm not saying it was a bad interview. And I usually love Monica McNutt and I love RJ Barrett. It was okay. Interviews usually give more information. This interview really didn't give that much information. I mean, the best question that was probably asked was, how do you feel about opening night and playing against the Grizzlies on the road? And RJ stated basically what the Knicks recap has stated and a lot of other beat writers have stated. He's ready, and he sees it as a statement game, a, a game to make an impact. And the fact that he said that, the fact that he sees the game as an impactful, important game, shows me that this season, he's coming in with a mindset of wanting to dominate, wanting to be better than he's been ever before. And that got me extremely excited. I am hype. I'm on fire red right now, hype, because I'm waiting for the season to start. I cannot wait. Very, very excited. But you didn't miss much if you didn't see that uh, presser with RJ. It was it was nice to praise him, give him a couple of cheers, and hear from him a little bit because we haven't seen him. And it's good to see how he looks now. He definitely looks a lot, uh, a lot bigger. Um, so, you know, he's definitely been in the weight room, and hopefully that added strength will help his game uh, this upcoming season. But the RJ Presser, you didn't miss much. Uh, unfortunately, I wish I wish I could say you should watch it, but it really wasn't uh, much to see. Should we talk about Julius Randle again? No. 25% of you are shaking your head yes. 25% of you are shaking your head no. And about 50% of you don't really seem like you care. So... That's kind of where we are right now. And that's a pretty good representation of what people currently think about Julius Randle. And I'd say that he created a lot more favor with Nick fans recently. He's been responding to the Nick fans on social media, more on Instagram. Uh, he's been positive. 
He's deleted basically everything on his social media and put one video of him extremely working out, looking like he's in the best shape of his entire career coming into this season's camp and that he's ready to show a bounce back game in a year, which we haven't seen before. He looks like that. He looks like he's ready and he wants a reset. Now, there are some Nick fans that don't want to give him that reset or even see why a reset is needed. They don't think that Randall is worth it, given what he did last season. If that's your prerogative and that's your opinion, listen, I understand it. I get it. He didn't win a lot of favor last season with what he did. A lot of his antics, his attitude, his aggression toward the staff. I mean, there's a lot of things to pick at. I can all say the man's human. And I can also say that losing doesn't help that. So when you're bad, you lose, and you're human, sometimes things don't go right, and you might overreact or do things that you may not mean or things in the moment. And that happens to everybody. It happens to me. It happens to you. It probably happened to Julius. Randall had a lot more nights of it, though, and it became such a big deal that reporters started asking about it, articles were being written about it, and Nick fans started to boo him because of the play. And that's really what it was. If you're not showing dedication, hard work, and leadership on that floor when you're supposed to be a bona fide leader for this Knicks team, the fans are going to get at you. But for Julius's credit, he wants to reset. It looks like it. He's put in the work in the offseason to come into camp right and start the season correct, which is why I think he's going to have a really good bounce back year. And let's hope that Julius Randle can give us a little bit of the all-star Julius that we saw a few years ago. Because if we get that Julius, an improvement from RJ, improvement at the point guard position just by adding Jalen Brunson there, and a more defensive-minded, chemistry type of Knicks team, that could be something worth watching. That team might be able to go really far. But again, it depends on Julius Randle. And if it depends on Julius Randle and he's come into camp this in shape, it points to really good things coming in the future. So, Julius, I believe in you, man. So I'm going to say it here. I'm not afraid to say it. I support Julius. And if he's still part of this Knicks team, by opening night, he will get all of my cheers, applause, and support. And I hope that's true of all Nick fans. All right, guys, a couple of notes before we end today. This Saturday on September 17th, you can catch us on Trippy OG. He's at Nick's and 30 on Twitter. You can catch us on his podcast this Saturday as we talk even more Nick's content. So don't forget to uh, check that out. I'll be retweeting that episode once it's up. So uh, check that out too. And I just want to mention again that don't forget the Knicks recap is now part of the Knicks spaces on Twitter. One of the largest growing Knicks content creator communities in the Twitterverse is here. And the Knicks recap has just joined that as part of their core group that is going to raise Knicks Twitter to another level. 
If you haven't joined or followed us or signed up, please make sure you do that. It is going to be some must-see content. You're not going to want to miss it. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us here at the Knicks Recap. Thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us. Until next time, Nick fans, peace. Listen to new episodes of The Knicks Recap, streaming every Friday. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.